0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access, and pre sales to select campus events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co parenting two young boys with her former partner, David.
2: This
3: is Unbreakable with Jay Glazer, a mental health podcast, helping you out of the gray and into the blue. Now, here's Jay Glazer.
4: Welcome into Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer. I'm Jay Glazer. The great thing about this podcast is I get to interview people who are not just friends, but family. But I've learned so much through over the years. And this guy has changed so many of our lives by making the sport of mixed martial arts a real job, a real career. He's the original. I'm I'm just teasing you here before I say who he is. And look, if if you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experienced mental illness last year, yet far too many fail to receive the support they need. Carolyn Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health is a key part of whole health, delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carolyn Behavioral Health raising the quality of life through empathy and action. That last word, action, if there's somebody who knows what that word is about, action is so many words in so many ways. It is my guest here, the living legend, the winner of UFC one, two, four, UFC Hall of Famer, the guy who started it all, my brother, Hoyce
2: Gracie. How are you, buddy? Hey, if they don't know who I am, Google search my name. <laughs> <laughs> I used to ask... Hoist to tell people who you know, hey, hey,
4: in not a cocky, arrogant way, but to be proud of themselves. And instead of Hoist saying, it, he would just say, "Google me," like that's not what we want to hear. <laughs> but if you do Google him, you'll find out that he won the very first ever UFC, the second one, the fourth one, <laughs> UFC Hall of Fame. Just incredible. There's so many things that we can learn from you, which we're going to today. But I, I want to kind of, hey, let's let's go back. How did they tell you that you were going to compete? In UFC 1, and it was going to be, you know, no rules, open time limits, three guys in one night. How did your family come and explain
2: to you, hey, you're going to be the one representing us? Okay, there's so many of us. There's a lot of brothers, cousins, everybody involved in the same business. So sometimes we're fighting like, hey, somebody notice me. Notice me, please. Give me a chance. I can do this. And there's a lot of what we call reverse psychology in the family. So a lot of, no, uh, no, 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 no. You're not good enough yet. There's always going to be somebody better than you, somebody older, more experienced. So we're like, wait, is everybody in the family always like, notice me, I can do it. Put me, put me, put me in, coach. Come on, coach, give me a chance, coach. <laughs> but when they came up to me and said, okay, you're the one. We're gonna My father and Horton, we're gonna put you. in. I was like, okay, they they've been they did watching me. They noticed me. That
4: well, was
2: validation for you.
4: And yeah, so, so obviously jujitsu is a lot different than you know than the mixed martial arts. What kind of nerves did you have the first time and you stepped in that cage because it was it was new to all of us then?
2: It was new, but I think um, being there, done that before throughout my family. So I see my father, my uncles, my brothers, cousins, everybody involved on this, doing this, fighting. So fighting was something normal. By the way, my father did not teach us how to fight. He taught us how to teach. We wow. can teach. Fighting, it was just got nothing else to do. Let's go pick a fight. <laughs> That's just to prove the technique uh, works. But was a lot of uh, nerves before my fights. An hour before the fight, I'm asleep. My brothers have to come in, tickle my face, wake me up nice and whisper, can you please wake up, brother? We got to warm up. It's like, okay, go ahead. Shack ah, to be left and right, shaking me up and down. But again, why? Because I know what I'm doing. And I trust, I, that's a lot of trust on them. They tell me to do it, I'll do it. I seen them do it before. So I trust the technique. I trust the award. You know, I love this too, because people
4: sit there and go, what? He's asleep. And for a lot of people, like that cage for you, it's a place of calm where you're safe because you've trained in it. And the rest of the world is really scary. And people can't really comprehend that.
2: Again, it's because I know what I'm doing. Right. If you put me in a football field, I would be lost. And again, the coach in a football field will call the play and go do it of course there's a lot of instincts things change and you cannot pull out but they can improvise right there on the spot same thing with fighting for me they will say do it it's like there's actually one of the fights minoki shihara on the ufc two. i got on top of him and the brothers are yelling at me on the corner one is saying, go for the choke. The other one is going for the arm lock. The other one is like, beat him up. And I, I kind of stop and I look at them like, guys, make up your mind. <laughs> Pick one. I'll do it. But I cannot do all three at the same time. I cannot beat him up, choke, and unbar him at the same time. It's going to be a little difficult. It's like, I, I'm looking at them like, really? Pick one. <laughs> it, there's,
4: like, I talk about, you know, the nerves of a fight. But you have to feel a lot of pressure to uphold the family name. That's a different level of pressure.
2: Yes and no. But I think my father, my brothers, do very good on cleaning that up, or taking that out of me. Go do your thing. You see, if something happens, there's a better brother, bigger and better than you, waiting to clean up if you mess up. So don't worry about it. <laughs> uh-huh. And if you mess up, there's another one coming. There's a cousin, there's another cousin, another brother. It's a big family. We're going to have a lineup <laughs> to clean up. <laughs> when you won that first UFC, right? It was, was it three fights in one fights, night? Yes, okay. three fights in one night it, with no time limit, no weight division, no gloves, no rules. When you won it, were you more excited or more relieved? It was more relieved. More relief than excitement. Nah, I don't get excited very easy on stuff like this. It's a, I'm doing my job. Right. So to me, I trained to win, I didn't train to lose. So I don't get excited because I won. I think my brothers, my father got more excited than me. For me, it was more of a relief that, okay, I did it. I proved it to them that I can do it. Tell me, uh, when you go,
4: they get you, they wake you up from the locker room and you got to go down, kind of turn into that other guy when you get in that cage. What goes to your mouth? Who do you turn into from the time you leave the locker room to the time that bell rings?
2: The locker room, they shake me up. They stretch me. They make me try to bring my heart rate up. What's your heart rate back there before you're going to fight? Below 100. Okay. 80, maybe 80. Would the rest of us also, will be 50, right? It will it'll be, it'll, it'll be like right now, 78, 80. <laughs> that calm. And that's after warm up. After like get hyped up. But I think it's like, a, okay, I am not thinking about going home that night. I'm not thinking about dinner. So they might break your neck. You're going to end up paralyzed. Okay. I cannot see how that's going to happen. i pay to see it. Let's go. But his punch will make a hole through your chest if he punches you. Okay. I want to see how that's going to go. You see, I'm not thinking about dinner. I'm not thinking about going home. It's a it's a tough mentality. It's not like if something goes wrong, it's okay. Something goes wrong, you tap. Nah, you catch the arm. Go ahead, break it. Take it home with you. It's yours now. You told you got it. <laughs> you got the choke. Might as well put me out. I ain't thinking about quitting.
4: I think the most impressive thing you ever done is not those wins, but it was your 90-minute fight against Sakuraba. 6'15 minute round. Didn't win that one. But that, for me, was like, man, you you – Not too many times in life we get to push ourselves way past anything we ever could have dreamed of. What's going through your mind as that fight is going on and on and on? And a 15-minute fight. It's an hour and a half straight.
2: Um, That I learned from my father. I did my homework. I didn't sit down at home eating popcorn, drinking, so I did not train. No, I train. I'm in shape. So if I get tired, he's tired too. It goes both ways. It goes for me. It goes for him. When I get, unless if I did not do my job. But if I did my job, when I hit that point of I'm exhausted, he's exhausted too. With Sakuraba, I sat down and I told my brother and my my father, I can get up, but I cannot walk. There's something wrong with my foot. I didn't know at the time, but it was a partial tear on the ligament and a crack on the shin from one of the kicks. So I can get up, but I can't walk. So that's when they said, let's not confuse toughness with stupidity. You already proved that you're tough by being here. Continue would we'll be stupid. But if they told me get up and go, I would say okay, let's do it. Get up and go. <laughs> at, at what point in that fight did you realize, man, this is just different? Nah, I do. I could go all night. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 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 the one for instance when I fought uh, UFC three. I fought Kimo, and then I went to the locker room. There was like maybe ten minutes in between one fight and the other. It was, I was exhausted because I fought the wrong way. Went back to the locker room. They took off my gi, threw me in a cold shower, dried me up, put back the gear, and we we'll walk out to fight. Right before getting on stage, I don't remember. I remember laying down on the ground and I remember getting up, but I totally passed out. When I lay down, I said, hey guys, hold on, hold on guys. And I took a little sit and I lay down on the ground. And then my brother, Helson, came up to me. and's was like, what do you need, brother? We need anything? I said, can I get some watermelon juice? And he's like, not right now. After the fight, <laughs> I'll get you as much as watermelon you want. Son. But right now, we got to get up. Let's go. We got to fight. I don't remember. I was already out. I passed out before they get in the cage again. When I walk in the cage, Joe McCartney came up to me. The pep talks like, are you ready? He's like, yes, I'm ready. As soon as I feel him walk away, the light shuts down. Gets, everything gets dark in front of me. That's when I turned around and I told my brothers, my, my father. It's like, guys, I cannot see anything. It was black. Like my eyes are open, but I cannot see anything. Shut down. And I joined my card. saw something was wrong, came up to me. I feel him come up to me. So I turn around. He uh, goes, are you OK? I was like, yep, I'm OK. I feel him walk away. I turn around like, guys, point me in the right direction because I cannot see anything. Do something. <laughs> That's when the Horton stood the tower. I was like, man, if you cannot see, man, it was dehydration. It was dehydration? Yep, from the first fight. Really? And not enough time to recover. Came back, and back then it was raw, man. There was no water. There was no no need to drink. Just (laughs) go. We didn't know about recovery back then, no doubt. No.
4: When you first started doing this, you set out. And I think you set out, right, to show with the world that Gracie Jiu-Jitsu was the dominant you know, martial art out there. Could you ever or at what point do you ever imagine that it would lead
2: to what UFC and mixed martial arts has turned into? We've been doing this back in Brazil for a long time. So it was just a question. When he first came to America, it was like, wow, a new world. Nobody knows who Eddie Gracie is. Nobody knows Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. So, Horton figured out, I'm speaking his words now, he said, once America finds out, the whole world will find out. And that's exactly what happened. We've been doing this in Brazil for a long time, but nobody knew about it. But as soon as America found out, everybody in the world saw it.
4: It's one thing about it, okay, people in America see it, but it's catching on like this. I mean, the level of what it's become. Hey, could you ever imagine that? And B, at what point did you say, "Wow, this is going way beyond anything we ever dreamed when we started it"? No, we dream about that. We really? saw that
2: coming. <laughs> it's like look at the movies at the time it was Jean Claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris, Bruce Lee. People enjoy watching the fighting and the, the, the martial arts movies. And people like they, when I first came to America, how they used to say, uh, "Hold on." You go to a hockey game to watch a fight. It's like people enjoy that. And a lot of people did not believe that Hody was going to be able to pull that off. How are you going to put two guys to fight legally on live TV? A lot of people did not believe. A lot of, a lot of people bet against, but he pulled it off. What are you most proud of when you've done in your career? I'm proud of my kids. I love my kids, man. Hanging out with them, man. Just got back from Hawaii. We were over there hanging out, had an awesome time. Okay, like my father used to say, they're your kids until about 16, 17 years old. After that, they're not your kids anymore. Your, they become your friends. And that's what we became, we became friends. We just hang out, man, we just had fun. <laughs> what are you most proud of about your
4: career accomplishments
2: in MMA? Is there one thing that you're most proud of there? Oh, be able to win in front of my father. Sure to him that the legacy continued. Wow.
4: When you won that first fight, that first night, you got brought back. What was the locker room like? Take me inside that.
2: Okay. My father was against celebrating. And he said, when you finish the fight, don't be doing dances and celebration in front of your opponent. The opponent's already feeling bad that he lost. There's no need for you to taunt him more. So you win. Thank you very much. be very respectful. So it's almost like looks like, oh, I didn't care. No, I care. But there's no reason to celebrate. And my God, was are greatest. But back in the locker room, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Not in front of my opponent. Because it's an it's a extra put down, you see. My father was against that. Action. Right. Taunting the opponent. You already win. You already won the fight or he already scored your goal, your touchdown. Why put down the opponent more, do you see? So he was against that. Be respectful. On the locker room? Yeah, we celebrate, man. Yeah. Yeah. You said you're a
4: great great coach more than anything else. What would Hoyce Gracie, the coach, have worked on more with Hoyce Gracie, the fighter? This version right now, going back to that one,
2: helping him. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change a thing, nothing. If I changed something, it would ruin everything. Wow! Don't change it. Leave it like it is. I have two losses. And the two losses, it was meant to happen that way. For me to learn, for me to shake the tree, for the rotten apples to fall off, to clean up the house a bit. So it was meant to happen.
4: I think that's a huge thing also, that's. What makes you guys, you know, somebody like you different, or Couture different, or you know, the 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 Ali's and the and the Fraziers? Like it wasn't like about retiring undefeated. It's about who's the best. Let's go fight them.
2: That's it. You take that ego part of it out. It's completely different. It's always pushing ourselves. But again, I cannot teach something if I don't put it to the test. So, particularly in the beginning, it was the style against the style. Today is more of a mixed martial art. All the grapplers learn the stand-up part, all the stand-up guys learn how to grapple. But back then, there was a lot of stuff out in the market that never got proved, that never got put to the test. And that's what we did. We're like, hey, let's put it to the test. Let's see what what would happen if a Kung Fu guy fights a sumo wrestler. Who would win? Try out. Let's put it to the test. (laughs) I, I know you
4: guys are always looking at it like a business, but was there anybody who, man, who was the most where you looked across that cage and, I'm like, fuck, I can't stand this dude. I can't wait to smash this cat.
2: can Shamrock.
4: Shamrock. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Go into that further. He's just um, a little bit of WWE, talks trash, good fighter, built like Zeus, like the god, yeah. Greek god. But Chisel, it's like, man, it's like one of those. I'm gonna bite my teeth. I'm gonna, this is the one I'm gonna prove it right. that I can beat. <laughs> hey, you, you've
4: explained it before, and, and horse are a big part of our, our MVP charity, also. Give us the principles of Gracie Jiu Jitsu that apply to life the most.
2: Gracie Jiu Jitsu is like a, a self defense art. You don't have to be big, you don't have to be strong, you don't have to be fast. You gotta know what you're doing. How to apply the right leverage. So you're gonna be in uncomfortable positions. You make the uncomfortable become comfortable, so you don't get bothered. Well, what if the guy is so big, like Akibono, and he gets top six foot eight, four hundred and ninety pounds, get on top of you. Four hundred ninety pounds. It's like no problem. No, it's okay. Or then seven on top of me. Then seven, two hundred and sixty-five pounds, all-American wrestler, yeah. on top of me for like sixteen minutes. It's okay. You see, it's not. I don't panic. We don't. Jiu-Jitsu gives you the ability not to panic because we get used to the uncomfortable. You get used to the chaos. Chaos. The 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 opponent being bigger and stronger than you. You just gotta play until tire him out, and just and the solution will come. Give, me, give us another one. Patient. Jews used to teach you how to be patient. You cannot be in a rush. It's not a fast knockout, one hit and knockout. My father used to say you don't win the fight when you wanna win the fight. You're gonna win the fight when your opponent loses. The example that he uses all the time is Do you know how to play ping pong? You know how to play ping pong? Yep. So every time you put the ball on my side of the table, it doesn't matter where you put that ball. I'll catch the ball and I'll put it back on the center of your table. When am I going to lose this game? Never. What am I doing? I'm playing the perfect defense game. So when do I win? Now you have to change the question. So when do you win, Royce? I'm going to win when you miss the table. Did I win? You lost. I'm just capitalizing on your mistake. I'm just playing the perfect defense, so I'm just being patient enough. If you never miss the table, we're going to play forever. You see, it doesn't matter where you put the ball. I'll catch that ball, put it back on the center of the table. If you don't miss the table, we're going to play forever until you miss the table. I don't win. You lose. I'm just capitalizing on your mistake. So you got to be very patient in jiu-jitsu. Not like I'm going to go for the offense and knock you out or try to catch you. No. you got to be patient. Do you like the way the sport is now
4: better than when you started? Do you like it better when you started? It's different.
2: When we started, it was a style against a style. There was a lot of uh, death touches. I don't know if you remember yeah. those. Oh yeah, yeah the dim back to death touch. Those. Yeah, yeah, death yeah, touch. Yeah, the, the scammers, touch over yeah, here. Yeah. The guys <laughs> been paralyzed for a week after you touch. Like, <laughs> and then he yeah, shut down like, your, but your kidneys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> shut down. Yeah, so we, it was a style against a style. Today is more of an athlete against an athlete. They both, like I said, they both know the same. They both been training stand up and grappling, jujitsu, wrestling. Everybody trains everything today: boxing, taekwondo, kickboxing. So it's more of a everybody does their cardio. It's more of a strategy game. Wow. Who can pull out? the strategy better because it's a very, very even game now, much harder, I think. Back then, it was raw. Yeah. Today, they're, they're, they're harder because everybody knows everybody. You see, there's no more a hidden secret game now.
4: And now, as you train the sport of mixed martial arts, back then, it's like, all right, we got wrestling practice, jiu-jitsu, you sparring, you got boxing, you got Muay Thai, you're trying to figure it out, and you're trying to figure it out. Also, okay, well, this guy's a more time fighter. This guy's a wrestler. Obviously, it stays on its feet. More tie guy if it goes to the ground, it's gonna be a wrestler. Now everybody has it all together, and they, they, I think it makes practice a lot easier that you have it all together.
2: But back then, there was no time limit, yeah. no gloves, right. no weight division, no. <laughs> that makes a difference too. How much
4: did you back then? You go in to the pre-fight meetings and you're looking across the room, because there wasn't a lot of, you know. now everybody knows everything about each other. But what kind of shock were you when you look across the room and you see these dudes who look like football players and you know, Aki Bono's the world, these guys are just massive, T- talk about that.
0: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step.
2: I think there are more who worry about me than me about them because I practice with guys that size. Right. I knew more opponents are going to be bigger, but for them to look at me and goes, I think that's what my father, that's what my father says. There are more who worry about you when they stand on the corner, we get in the in the octagon and they look across and they look at you and they go, what does that skinny guy knows? What can he do? What can kind of what is he? It doesn't, the, their brain doesn't, doesn't function. It's like, what is he going to do to me? He's so small. That's how they look at it. Yeah, this dude's 150 like, pounds. What's <laughs> going on with him? Right. Why is he in yeah, here for What does he got? What kind of secret does he have? You see, they are more worried about me than me about them. Kind of like Akibono. A right. I was with Akibono on the press conference before the fight. We did a press conference in Hawaii.
4: And folks, you got you got to Google this picture. Akibono is you know six nine six eight four nine four nine yeah four ninety pounds. Voice <laughs> one hundred thirty pounds. Great picture of
2: you out there in the in the, in the ring. Good. So the, I, I was out for a run in the Hawaii. I came back to the hotel. I just had shorts, t shirt, you know, t shirt on my hand, shorts, tennis shoes, and I walk across the lobby and I see Akibono and two big Samoans and sitting in the lobby. I know rules of engagement. I'm not supposed to talk to my opponents. They're my opponents. Not supposed to go over there and chit-chat with them. Eh, yeah, but rules made to me broken. So <laughs> there was no bra look around, there was none of my brothers there, none of my cousins. So I went out, walk up to them, and I just stand there, just sitting down on the couch. I just stare at them, make eye contact with the three of them. They all looking at me like, what's up? And I just stared at them for a second, pause, silence. I look at him. I look at me. I look at him. I look at me, and I go, you know what? I'm too big for you for this fight, man. I maybe lose some. I have to lose some weight to, to make it fair. And I walk out of the hotel. Is that what you I said too. <laughs> I walk out, they like, "What the fuck is that? What <laughs> the fuck? The guy's like 175 pounds. He's gonna lose more weight. I'm 490. <laughs> He's to make it fair. The, the, to make the, the fight fair, I'm gonna lose a couple more pounds, man. It's like." I'm too big for you for this fight. My it's God. like, what the fuck is he thinking? <laughs> how
4: do you how do you train, how do you get ready for a 500 pound guy?
2: Well, using my imagination, I put two guys, they were about 250, 300 pounds. So they hug each other one this way, the other one, they hug each other. Come on. So one person used the right hand, the, the other person used the left hand. So I no, thought- that's it, you have do them.
4: sparring like that?
2: Yeah. i tie a belt around their waist, put both of them on top of me so I can get used to about five hundred pounds. So two guys hugging each other, so one used this hand, the other one is holding using this hand, you see, and and I had to control both of them inside of my guard to play out and and then Hoyler who jump on top of them, top of their back to add a little more weight, <laughs> another hundred and forty pounds, hundred and fifty pounds. So <laughs>
4: Yeah. Was there ever a fight you had where you were like, uh oh,
2: this is getting away from me? And turn it around. Mm, Sakuraba was a tough one. Yeah. Sakuraba was a tough one. He was a tough opponent. That one that we fought, the first fight that we had, we had two fights. First one, he won. Second one, I won. But the first one, the iron it was six rounds of 15 with two minute rest. So it was an iron 45 total. Um, the crowd fell asleep woke up, and we're still fighting. The most boring right. fight ever to me man, But that one, we got to the point that, okay, he's a man, I'm a man. We had a press conference, and I just saw Sakuraba last New Year's evening, and I mentioned that to him. We were doing a press conference, yeah, we were together. and I just brought that up to him, and he's like, really, dude? You have to remember that? <laughs> I arrived in Japan. They did a total no-no to us. They separate me from my team. They send my team to the hotel. Royce is going to do just a quick interview. Normally, I'll bring my team with me. All right. But this time, they send my team, no, 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 real quick. Is this a one interview? I got There is a major press conference. And I'm by myself. So my team is not with me. My team went to the hotel. It was Sakuraba, myself, and, and uh, the promoter. And Say a couple words. I say a couple words. My, my opponent is always respectful. My opponent is tough. He's worth opponent. It's going to be a tough fight. And then Sakuraba said something like, um, we should do a purse to the winner. Winner take all. Oh, man. Put me on the spot right away. It's like, what do you say to that? If I say, yes, I agree, I'm following his footstep. If I say, no, I don't agree, I'm afraid that I might lose. So I grabbed the mic, and I stood up, pushed my chair back, stood up, and told the crowd, hey, media, step outside. We're going to fight right now. I don't have to stay here for two weeks waiting for this fight. Promoter, get the bag of money, put outside the door. The champion will be right out. You're a man, I'm a man. Let's do it. You want to do it first to the winner? Let's do it right now. I'll go back on the same plane back to America. He got quiet. He's, he didn't know what to say after that. He tried to push my butt. So I pushed him. He's like got quiet. It's like, ah, uh, it's like so I look at the promoter. look at the media and goes, I don't think he wants to fight right now. I think we're going to have to wait two, <laughs> two weeks until today, until the fight. I sat back down. I was like, shut him off. But after <laughs> you said too, you're a, you stayed calm in that situation. Oh yeah. Right? The whole time. It's like, but you gotta be fast. But same time, I, I didn't get you but fast. It's like do a purse to the winner? I look, I was like, He wants to do it? He put me on the spot. So I got up. Okay, give me the mic. You're a man. I'm a man. Let's do it right now. The winner will be right out. Who do you think is the best? Who's ever done it? Oh, man. They're all tough, man. There's no such an easy fight. From Matt Hughes to Sakuraba to Ken Shamurok. Even Kim was a beast. Dan Severn. It's hard to pick one. I keep born with the best sumo wrestler of all times. It's hard what, to who, pick one. Who do
4: you think is the best fighter that you haven't fought? The best you've ever seen? That I haven't fought all times. Yeah, just any any fighter out there.
2: There's so many man. There's so many good fighters. One fighter that we were after at the time was Mike Tyson. You Mike were. After Tyson, my 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 brother was after him, trying to he wanted to do it, but the people around him said nope, can't okay. do it. At the time, they would not. He was a champion at the time. That was room boxing. In a mixed so martial arts bout? Yes, mixed. Mixed, of course. There's no way I box that I right, right, one. Right, <laughs> hey, Conor, do you I punch like this. Like a <laughs> <bunch>. <laughs> I punch. I choke people out, <laughs> but no. But Mike Tyson, I heard he wants to do it, but people around him said, "Nope, you can not didn't let him do it. That was one that my brother was pushing to happen, that did not happen.
4: Before I let you go, I ask this for every one of my guests. Give me your unbreakable moment in your life. Moment in your life that should have broken you, but didn't. And as a result, you came through the other side of that
2: tunnel stronger forever. I would say my fight against Sakuraba, that was the one that pushed my limits over there, six rounds and fifteen minutes. And then I lost that fight. And those people close to me that says, they start to make room comments like, yeah, I knew he wasn't that good enough. I was like, I knew he wasn't that good. I knew somebody could be him. People close to me, pretty much if you see the movie Ali, there's a scene on that that I relate to that a lot. And the wife comes over and goes, hey, where was all these people when you lost? When you lost, everybody abandoned you. You win, everybody's back here. What the hell? So, and that made me stronger. Made me, I want to come back. Actually, there's two moments. On the first time was against uh, when I did not finish UFC 3. A lot of people, that was before Sakuraba, a lot of people like, ah, he's not that great, Jesus is not that good. And then I come back UFC 4, beat three opponents in one night again and beating Dan Severn. After Den Severn threw everybody around 265 pounds. When I beat him, that's why I remember saying, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> and you probably saw some people who abandoned you trying to get back too. Yep. Right? And that's the, the people that kind of, I thought they were friends. But as soon as I lost, out the UFC 3, I didn't lose. I just didn't continue the tournament. I had to pull out. I had to stop because of dehydration. Right. So it wasn't a loss. But then people that were close to me saying, yeah, yes. Yeah, I knew he wasn't that good. After I won the first and second UFC tournaments, three fights, four fights on the second one. The third one I didn't finish, but they start talking trash. My father used to say, and the on too, used to say, it's good because then you know who's your true friend when you lose. A lot of people are friends of yours. They're your friends when you win, when you're on the top. As soon as you lose, they're like, yeah, it's not that good. And they talk trash. And that's the we call shaking the tree. All the rotten apples fall off.
4: Folks, I want you to hear that lesson because it's a great lesson. And I, I tell the people all the time when they lose or get fired or something terrible happens for them, like, hey, you got to watch your own funeral. You got to see who's your pallbearers, who kicked dirt on your grave, who celebrated that you're gone and they're laughing and who really loved you and didn't. And as a result, you get to pull your, your crew in a lot closer and you get to see who really are your brother. So I know it hurts at the time, but it ends up being a really, really valuable lesson. Thank you for sharing but, that with us. But
2: but you have to be humble. That's what I tell people. You have to, knowing how to win, it's easy. Right. You have to know how to lose. That's a hard pill to swallow. Man. If you know how to lose, you see, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people, first loss, they break down. And it happens quite often with any sports. As soon as they lose, they're like Okay, I can't do this anymore. They, they just fall apart. So you have to know how to lose. To know how to win, easy. Now, know how to lose, man. That's a hard one. Then come back after that. Get up and go do it again. Not to quit. You see, there's no quitting. There's no, just go back. And that's what a couple of losses that I had got back to the locker room. First thing, Hoyler asked me right away, what went wrong with the train derail? Let's fix it right now. You see, let's, let's not wait until tomorrow. Right now, let's talk about it. And he'd make sure to talk about it right there on the spot. Hoyle is very good at that. Man, I appreciate you so much.
4: Listen, my last name is Glazer, but you have made me feel like a brother for a long time, and I appreciate it, man.
2: My brother of the sword. My brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brother Hoyle. Love you, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>